I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. It's Tay Brown. You listening to Rebel Radio. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up? What up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Tina Butterwolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh-huh. Rebel Radio is going down. Would you say Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the weekly show where I bring you the Rebels who are shaping our culture. We talk about how they do it, why they do it, and what you can do to get a little piece of the pie for yourself. We're also the only show to bring you new music every week from our friends over at EDM.com. I'm your host, Josh Levine. With me in studio this week is Tay Brown. Tay is a singer, rapper from uh, Maryland. Definitely on his way up, um, but he's already having some, some good success. Um, he's on tour, uh, well, he's been on tour with Ski Mask, the Slump God. If you're familiar with him, if you're not, you need to get up on your hip hop. Um, and, uh, Tay's got some great music coming out and a really interesting story about, um, uh, how his, his kind of mission, his message has changed as a result of feedback that he started getting from fans. Um, which I think is just uh, so relevant for all of us. Um, I hope you'll dig Tay's story. I really did. Let's get into it right after the EDM.com track of the week. I like this, I y'all pepping your step like this. Y'all rep the Southwest like this. Make a no turn to yes like this. I ain't heard nobody come correct like this now. I'm head hogging, they head nodding, I get nagging. I'm blessed, fresh, dressed to impress. Yes, yes. That's check, 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 checks and XSSS. Like fuck they expect, like fuck they XX. Oh, that's hugs and kisses, drugs on bitches, me mugs on bitches, that funks with dishes. Oh, love, no limits, cash can't move mountains. Throw Benji's at her and watch how it bounces. Yo, that was Centerfolds by Creature, Toussaint Laurens, Derek Royce, and E. Meezy. The EDM.com track of the week. If you like that one, get over to EDM.com, check out more new music, and um, let's get into the interview with Tay Brown. Tay Brown, thank you, man. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for it. Uh, I messed with your music. I've been listening to it. And I'm um, excited to talk about how it's all coming together. So you're in town for Rolling Loud? Yeah. How was it? It was all right. It was cool. Was it your first time at Rolling Loud? No, nah, it's like my third time. Oh, okay. First time was in the Bay. Second time was in Miami. Nice. Yeah. And what was, um, did you, did you, uh, did you see the show? Did you go see any any anybody else's shows, or you were strictly backstage? Yeah, I see. I was. No, nah, I went out um, for uh, a couple of people. I went out for Dirt. Okay. 
trippy, but it was kind of still kind of backstage, but it yeah. wasn't like. We got to see crap. some performances. Yeah. What was the highlight? The highlight for me was when uh, Shorty Shorty came out and um, and Mozzie said. see like because he's from where i'm from so like just to see um how like everybody from out here was fucking with him yeah because you know what i'm saying so it's just like to, to be in another state sure and see your mans get love like that yeah i love it when you go to festivals and you see the artists walking around or even you know even just just watching the music yeah. you know what i mean because sometimes you know you forget that people are fans too yeah. Just because you make music doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, You're still, exactly. And so I, I think that's a great, you know, that's a great difference, I think, between festivals and like a regular concert is, yeah. you know, you'll see the artists hanging out, being part of the experience. Nice. How was the crowd? L.A. gets a lot of uh, criticism for our, our uh, every, you know, people think L.A. crowds are too cool to, you know, we don't really party. For real? I, I, I've heard it. I don't know, like. I don't know. Maybe it was kind of. I don't know. The Bay. I remember being in the Bay and it was crazy. Yeah, they go crazy in the Bay. But just from like experience, just performing in LA. Yeah. The, the West Coast is always better than the East Coast. Is that right? Hell yeah. New York. They look at you like. Right. Who is this nigga on stage? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's definitely uh, that's been going on forever, right? New York's pretty. Yeah. They're pretty closed off yeah, if you're not yeah. from there. And we, I think we we're always a little bit more open. Um, well, I, I want I want to know I want to talk about kind of how you got started, um, going back uh, all the way back. Do you remember the first record you ever bought? Hey, um, Shiv, uh, album by Bow Wow. Oh I yeah, man, young. That was my nigga back in the day. Uh huh. That was like the first artist I was really fucking with. Okay. Uh, I forgot the name though. Yeah, Bow Wow. He he had he had a moment. For sure. Yeah, people people be sitting on him, but it's like he definitely had his wave. I think it's hard, man. It's hard being. I mean, it's hard coming from you know being a kid to then try to be taken seriously as yeah. an adult. You know what I mean? Especially as a rapper. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I think in general they didn't really, you know, we don't really take kid rappers too seriously. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you grow up and you're like, I'm a man now. I want to be. Seeing yeah. that way, but yeah. you know, to us, he's still a little bow wow. Yeah, um, yeah, I get it. That's that's it's a challenge. Um, and so, and then, how did you get started rapping? Were you were you hooked from day one, or, or? yeah, oh, yeah, I always wanted to be in music. My father's in the industry. Oh, okay. So what's he do? He was well. Right now, he's a writer. He's a composer. Oh, nice. But he used to be an artist. Oh, okay. Was, yeah. And so did he. Did he encourage you? Like, was he helping you, or, or was nah. it, or was he like, don't he do, it, don't do me. what I did? It was kind of like it wasn't that. It was that without that. You feel me? Like he wasn't straight up being like, don't do it, because yeah. he he a supportive person, like always. But he kind of just let me rock, uh -huh. grow, like. So yeah, it wasn't until recently he was like, all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just being around him in the studio all the time. Yeah. I had no choice but to like fall in love with or or hate it. Sure. Yeah, it can kinda go either way, right? Um, so So yeah, where'd that where'd that first song come from when you when you first kinda first started making song. music? Um hey um Garage Band. Uh huh. Was it Garage Band? Yeah, it was rock band. Uh huh. But can't um got that for Christmas. I had a mic, a USB mic, so put it in my mother's computer, and I, that's when I made my. That's literally when I made my first song. Uh huh. And then did you, did you go out and like were you rapping in front of people? And, nah, hell no. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. So what was that first time when like you finally got in front of a crowd? I wasn't until I went to college. Okay. Actually, Where'd you go to school? I went to school in Purchase, SUNY Purchase in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's when I first 
performed. Well, that's not true, actually. I did like little talent shows. Uh huh. But I was just too shy. Like I shit, I'm terrible. Had to come into this. It's scary, man. I don't. I don't know. Like. Yeah, I don't know how people are so confident in themselves. Yeah. Like. They so confident. They be trash half the time, but they right. so confident. And it's like it's a skill. Like I ain't shooting the white down, but like some people just don't got that. How many of you use freelancers in your business? Well, I can tell you in my business at Rebel Radio at Rebel Industries, we use freelancers constantly. We're always looking for help on different projects, and finding the right freelancers is so important to us. We've done it all different types of ways, and finding the right freelancer can be time-consuming, frustrating, and expensive. That's why I'm excited to welcome Fiverr to our show, our newest sponsor. Um, it's a marketplace that helps you get more done with less. Connects businesses with freelancers who offer digital services, everything from graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, anything you can think of within reason, of course. Uh, but you can find what you're looking for instantly. You can search by service, deadline, price. You can see reviews. You know exactly what you're paying for up front. And their customer service is excellent. So use Fiverr to get quality talent you can count on. Check out Fiverr.com right now and you'll get 10% off your first order by using my code REBELRADIO. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you need by going to F-I-V-E-R-R.com. That's two R's. Code Rebel Radio. Fiber, it starts here. So how was so when uh how'd it feel? Like did you, you like go, the first time? Yeah, like were you were you like, oh shit, this is me now? Yeah, like Yeah, like I feel like I deserve to be on a stage. Uh-huh. And the first stage wasn't that type of stage. It was like one of them stages, like on the on neck, like on the same level as niggas. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was. Oh yeah. I was just like, damn. But and also didn't know how to perform. Sure. But that qu I quickly ended that shit when I went on tour. Okay. For some reason, like, got that henny in me. Uh huh. And I had no choice but to show out. Yeah. Because it was like three thousand people. So, so was there a moment when you felt like I got this? Like this is my career. This is what I'm. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, when um, I got a DM from somebody said that like they was like close to committing suicide, and they said that I helped them. That's when I knew I was like, wow. all right, I should be doing this. I yeah. should I shouldn't stop. Yeah. Did you Did you talk to that person or did? Yeah, you? I responded to him. Yeah. That was like. When I knew, I was like, "Where?" That's crazy, man. I mean, you know, obviously we know that music has healing power, yeah. and uh, you know, I think it. To me, I think, I don't know if we fully understand that. To me, it's like it brings people together, and that that connectedness is what is lacking sometimes, and we need that. Yeah. Um, and then not to get too, you know, deep, but obviously. Uh, you know, we're seeing what a lot of the artists go through, you know, in terms of their, uh, you know, challenges, their kind of disconnectedness from everybody else. How much, how much are you thinking about that? It depends. It depends. I know how to like write from different perspectives. Mm. So I've always been good at that, but like, it wasn't until like I realized that it doesn't matter. Your perspective is just as like your perspective is all you need for real. And almost I like realized that, and like I didn't have to like write to please other people mm -hmm. or, or please like write music that I feel like other people want to listen to. And I just wrote music that was true to me. Yeah. That's when I started like seeing success. Okay. I remember I was fucking up, mama trying to get through to me. As a boy, I was running my mouth, game members were so in me. Daddy left, I was running the house, drug dealing was chosen me. My family was losing me. I see LA come on, run down, run down. Ever lived in a home that was run down, run down. I'm a grown man, I won't run now, run now. Traveling on that to the sundown, sundown. So, what was the first song that, that like, 
really started to catch people's attention? First song, actually, the first song was a song called Count On Me that I dropped like four years ago. That was like a little baby buzz. Uh -huh. And then from me, I dropped last two years ago. Two years ago? March 2000, shit. March 2000, yeah, it was a year ago. Okay. March 2018, that's when I just got mad buzz. That got mm -hmm. out of nowhere, just from people, random people. That's the song that I got the DM from the kid from. Yeah. And then that's when United Masters hit me up. It was like, we like your song, like come distribute it through here. So that's when I, that's the first song nice. from me. Yeah. So how are yeah. you feeling when you, when you get that call? Like, obviously you're just working, making music, and then you start hearing from people like United Masters. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you're probably hearing from different labels. Yeah. What's, what's going through your head? It ain't nothing to the check sign. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it. I mean, I feel like it's it's such a hard road, and there's some, there's all these like signs along the way that tell you if you're on the right track or not. And sometimes it's hard to like tell, yeah. make sense of those when they're coming. Oh shit! Um, and then you went on tour with Ski Mask, right? Was that like the first big tour? Yeah. Yeah. First big ass tour. That shit was crazy. Hi. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about it. So like, um, he was, um, people that was the main opener for him was a band hunter Izzy. Okay. And that's a Baltimore artist. And they, the people that was behind to hit me up was like, yo, come, come on a tour. So I was like, all right, bet. And so, so every night, first, my first show was in Phoenix. Mm. And that's when I was like, yes, this is what I need to be doing every night. That shit was fun. Other people, like, other, the other rappers went like, Excited about it as much as I was, maybe because right? they was used to that shit. But like, sure, I was. I couldn't wait to just do it again the next night. Yeah, but even though like nobody knew who the fuck I was, they right. were showing love. Yeah, but like it was still fun to tell. Got one in the head 'cause all these niggas hate me, baby. That's why I'm told up. Don't know when I'm leaving, baby. That's why I'm loving you, living life while I'm breathing, baby. <laughs> So what did you learn? You said you said from you know that first time on stage, you realize it's a skill, right? And you you and it's something you got to work on and, and develop. So mm -hmm. from from there to to that night in Phoenix, what did you learn? Like what was? I don't know. Like as soon as I got there, I just felt comfortable. Uh huh. It was probably the honey uh -huh. more than anything else, but I just felt comfortable. And like before, like I didn't know how to perform. Like I wouldn't look. I wouldn't look people in their eyes. Uh huh. I was just kind of stay to myself, but for some reason the love they showed out there was just like, this is young kids too, so like sure. they just there to have fun, so it was kind of easy. And yeah, I, it it wasn't no like transition. It was, I was trash and then I wasn't. Uh huh. Yeah. You think it's just like getting getting comfortable? Yeah, I think it's just about being comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you know. I always think like if you want to find the great performers, like watch the opening acts, because yeah. like, it's easy to go and hear the songs that you love and you know all the words, and, exactly. you know, exactly. and and sometimes you know sometimes you can get away with a lot. Hell yeah! If the people just like your songs, right? But if they never heard the songs before, yeah, you got it's on you. Yeah, to yeah. go sell them. Exactly. But nah, I don't. I definitely got booed a couple times. <laughs> Mostly like during the shows, I had hella openers though. Right. Like major cities like Atlanta would have like hella opens. That was my worst show. Is that right? Yeah, because there was so many people and people just tired. They trying right. to see the main act, which yeah. I understand. Yeah. But yeah. So so you get booed with, like like one person. It's yeah. not like the whole group. Right, right. right. That okay. would never happen. Right. I'm too nice for that shit. <laughs> but it'd be like I heard one. I was like, damn. What do I do? Yeah. And you had to keep going though. Sure. But I was definitely feeling some type of way. Yeah. That shit was funny though.
Yeah, you can't let it get in your head, right? Yeah. But um, that's probably easier said than done. Yeah. I'm sure. That show was bad for a couple of reasons. Like, we were performing, like, halfway through, my mic cut off. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking, like, the engineer did that shit. Um, so I get off the stage, ready to go beat this shit out this nigga. And, he's, and, then, <laughs> and then my uh, stage manager just stopped me because he feel like I was the one that turned that shit off. Oh, shit. So I left early and shit. It was just bad. It was, it was hella people there too, like hella label people. Yeah. All this little yachty was there. I just wasn't. I was just going out sad. But yeah, you live, you learn for real. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's so much that can go wrong, right? And uh, and it's like you know, you just have to roll with it. Yeah. Um. So, so going out with Ski Mask, so uh, how does that change the game for you? Like, how does, how does it change people's, you know? Like, look at me? Uh-huh. I don't know. I just get a little bit more respect, I guess. Right? You start getting calls? Yeah. DMs, that kind of thing? Yeah, on that tour, it was crazy. Um, I gained hella fans from that. Yeah. Um, they always like come back out the city, come back. I said, I'm like, it gotta be enough people to book me. <laughs> right. You feel me? Like enough people to come out just because it's like maybe it'll be like ten people in one city. I'm like, damn, I would go out there, but it's not feasible. Yeah. I'm excited to welcome Honeybook back to our show. They were with us last year, and they've come back for 2020, um, which obviously means they're a great fit for what we're doing, what you're doing. And um, I really think it's a great service, so I'm, I'm excited to continue to share it with you. If you have your own business, like I do, if you're a freelancer or you're running a small business, you're the boss, but you're also doing everything else. You're doing all the admin, all the contracts, all the invoices, all the everything, and uh, it's a lot. And if you don't do it, it doesn't get done. So you need HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes all your client communications, bookings, contracts, invoices in one place. You can use it with the other services you probably already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, MailChimp. Um, it lets you automate your business work. There's easy to use templates for, for everything you need pretty much and um, helps you get paid faster and most importantly just get more done with less time so you can focus on the things you really care about. Right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash rebel. Payments flexible and our promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to honeybook.com slash rebel today for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash rebel. How did he find you? Oh, Ski Mask didn't find me. I met him on there. He was just like, Band Hunter Izzy's people found uh-huh. me and told me to hop on a tour with them. And oh, that's cool. when I met them. But I'm yeah. cool with Ski now, though. That's my boy. So is it like, I know you're from Maryland. Are you from Baltimore? Outside or? of Baltimore. Outside? What's yeah. it called? Columbia. Okay. Yeah. And so is it, um, obviously there's a lot of music coming out of Maryland, D.C., that whole Hell yeah. area. There's so much, but it's just like none is breaking through. Yeah. I was at a, I was at a Christmas party the other night while I was performing. Yeah, Wale. You got people like Wale. That was a long time ago. But yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. Ago. Um, so what's the scene out there like now? I mean, Music obviously, scene. you know that area. You know, it's famous for Wale. It's famous for Go Go. There's yeah. like certain people that come out of there. But what's tell us about the scene right now? It's um, it's a lot of good artists coming out of there. Um, it's a, they're getting a little bit more recognition than they were in the past, like maybe four years uh-huh. like this couple years you've gotten a lot more recognition um baltimore like more like seems like more people in the dc dmv area getting more love yeah but then you got people like shorty shorty behind the izzy um young moose that are coming out people starting to see but it's, we ain't there yet though yeah do you feel like there's a certain sound it's, it was a certain sound, and I feel like that was the, like, I don't know. It's like our sound hasn't been made mainstream yet. So the people who 
our mainstream kind of branched out to a different sound. Mm. Like Shorty Shorty, like that's why he's he he up right now because he branched out. Okay. And that sound, that Baltimore sound, ain't mainstream yet. Like it can happen. Yeah. Just like it happened in Florida. Sure. It's like it's happening in New York, but it just hasn't yet for real. And the DMV, shit, don't talk about yo. Everybody taking our flow. Everybody. I don't care what nobody say. We started that shit, and then now all the artists that are that are blowing up. All the artists are, that are using that flow are blowing up instead of the people that are from here. Right. This shit is crazy. So, like, who's who's got that type of flow? Like, you got, like, Stunner for Vegas. Uh-huh. He paid homage, but it's like, he just blew up off our shit. Yeah. Oh, God Everybody, like, even Lil Uzi. Just hella people. Hella people. Like, Splurge. He blew up off this. He blew up off our flow. Just have, just have a people for real. So, how much do you think about that when you're making music? Like, I don't think about it. No. Because I don't, I don't even. I, I rap like that sometimes. Right. But that's not even my main source of income. What do you mean? Like, I don't even. That's not even. Well, I do get a lot. People do ask me to rap more, but like singing is my main thing. Uh huh. So, and I just do all kinds of types of things, like all types of different types of music. So. I ain't really worried about that shit because you can't compete. Like, you, 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 all you got to do is compete with yourself, like, you feel me? I guess what I'm wondering is, like, when you're making music, are you thinking about, uh, like, who, is there somebody that you're writing for? Is it, is it for the, is it for your hood? Is it for the, you know, oh. the whole world? Is it, like, do you have a, something in mind? Um... I really thought about that. I just kind of write music, uh-huh. what I'm feeling at the time. But like last, the last me say, I, I have written a couple songs for like the youth who yeah. are going through shit. Like after I got that DM, I was like, all right, I'm gonna use that. Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing right. Yeah. So I'm gonna use that. So I made a song called "Be Yourself," and that's what that was like mainly for like the kids, like the X fans and the Juice World type fans. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I did that specifically for them. Nice. And, uh, and did you do you see that like a, as far as how it's received? Are, are you you feel like you yeah. you're reaching those those kids? Hell yeah! Cause yeah. people tell me all the time. I still get DMs to this day talking about you changed my life. I'm like how? But this is I it's good. Like yeah. I mean, like I feel like it's more than just like now. I like money. But like now it's more like I could do something with it. Like I have like I, I contribute to society. I always tell this to my father when he was just thinking I'm bullshit. I'm like, man, I contribute to society. Yeah. I help kids. Like yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, so it's like give me like another reason to do it. That's not what you set out to do, right? That just kind of happened. Yeah. Nah. I like music just in general. I've always liked making music. So. Yeah. But now that it's like more or less selfish reason uh-huh. give me more uh, bigger motive yeah for it. yeah um so you're you're uh so you're distributing with united masters still mm-hmm. okay and um so you must have you must be hearing from labels yeah a little bit here and there well mainly a and r's really uh-huh but you know that's all like I said, it ain't nothing to the check, to the check sign. Okay? Sure. Right, present So, so, take us through that a little bit because obviously, you know, until recently, it's really hard for artists to come up without a label. Right. Yeah. And so now we know that, you know. There's lots of other options, and you know, oh, more yeah. and more people are starting to do it independently. And so, kind of, give me a little bit of your thought process on like, you know, if I'm if I'm an artist starting out, you know, how am I how am I making that decision? You mm-hmm. know, if labels are coming at me. I say like, if you have a team, don't sign to no label if you don't if it's just you. 
Because what you're going to do is, especially if you broke, what you're going to do is just use that money and spend it on yourself. Sure. When, because the labels, they'll put money behind you, but they're not going to put no effort behind you. Yeah. So it's like, if you if you just signing, you got to use that money that you get to work on yourself too. Like, pretend like you don't even have a, a backing. You just got to check. Right. So put that all back into the music. And, but I'm not, I'm not even worried about signing to a label for real. Um, so, what do you yeah, think? but like if you had a team, like I was, like if you had a team that knew what they were doing, like good at marketing, you had all your own artists, your own graphic design people, your own yeah. booking agents, then you take that bag and you, you feel me, you put it into music, like I said. Sure. But if you just buy yourself, because there's too many people out there that sign to labels for, for money, and that money go away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't use it to make more money, it's just a waste. I mean, I get it. That seems like, um, you know, if you're young and somebody's showing you a check bigger than anything you've ever seen in your life, yeah. uh, it's got to be tempting. To, it's going to be hard to say no. Hell yeah, and it was. Yeah. But you got to just, like, have more. got to see more worth in yourself. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What do you think would make it, what would it take for, for uh, to sort of, you know, not, I don't want to say change your mind, but like what would somebody, what would a label need to bring to the table for to, to make it worthwhile? Or is that just off the table, you're going to be independent no matter what? <laughs> nah, I would. I'm not I, trying to talk I, you into anything. I'm nah, just I feel you, I feel you. I don't know, it would just have to be more like. I wouldn't sign to a label right now, a major label. Yeah. Um, unless I was up, uh -huh. like I had, you feel me? If I can really negotiate the numbers. Yeah. But if I can't really do that now, then it's just like, it's a waste because I'm just locked you in for real. So what do you do to, to, I think sometimes it's hard to know where you are. Mm-hmm. Right? Because well, you know where you came from and you know, yeah. but you know, I always see, you know, it's, it's, how can I say it? Like, it's easy to overestimate, like, people, like, you know, I came from playing for five people in my living room to now I'm on these big, you know, I'm on Rolling Loud, right? Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, I think the people who are on top got to the top too quickly. Mm. And that's why they're kind of weak now. Yeah. But I don't feel like, I can't, like, I'm not the type of person to go viral. Like, I don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> So I'm fine. Like I'm just keep working and slowly build my fan base. As long as I like to do it, it's like yeah, I ain't really worried about nothing. Yeah, it's only gonna get better. You know what I'm saying so. If you're digging this one, let's go back in the Rebel Radio archives. Check out my interview. I think it was a couple years ago with Old Man Saxon. Uh, if you uh, if you watched the Netflix show Rhythm and Flow last year, Saxon made it really far along um, in that competition, and he has some great stories to tell on our show about going from being homeless to, to building his uh, his rap career, and just some really interesting twists and turns that his life took. So I hope you'll dig that one too. So what do you look for then? Like, um, I heard somebody talking the other day about how, um, you know, in the in the in the old days, or let's say before streaming, mm. it was like you work really hard to make an album. You put all this money and time, and you know, a year went by making an album, and then it either hits or it doesn't. Yeah. And you know, like usually after the first weekend, you know if you if you got something right. Yeah. And if you don't, you're kind of done. You're either your career's over or or you got to go work on it for another year and try to come back right and so they were they were talking about how you know in with streaming now there's really no misses like you can put out a song yeah. it might react or not and you can you can drop another one or you can yeah but it's like if you ain't if it ain't getting if it ain't better than the last yeah 
it's kind of L. But like, so is that what you're watching for? You're looking at like, did we stream more on this track than the last yeah, one? Just well, increase each time. Songs going either. You feel me? I don't look at the individual tracks because that's too like it's too shaky. But like, I look yeah. at the album streams. Okay. So like okay. my my first album. Not I'm not calling them albums. I'm calling mixtapes. Yeah. First mixtape did good for for me at that time. Mm-hmm. Second one did way better. So that's how I know like yeah. I'm on the right track of growing. Yeah. And if it was shit, I don't know. If it wasn't for streams, I don't know what I'd be. I'd probably be working a job right now. But yeah, but like that shit really saved. That shit really legitimized uh, irrelevant people. <laughs> how do you mean? Like it really like like I said like like I said like you can do like you said you could do more now because of streams. Like you can reach more people. Yeah, because like people are gonna. Listen to your shit more than they're gonna just buy your shit outright. Sure. So people can just easily stream your shit, and you get paid for it. Now people can make careers out of nothing. Yeah. Which is a good thing and also a bad thing. <laughs> but hey, I'm living this world. So fuck it. That's right. Um, how do you? Uh, I think I read somewhere that you have like a unusual um, high engagement with your your fans. Yeah. What do you so do? What, what's your what's so if I'm a up and coming artist, like give me some advice on on what. Oh, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know how that shit work, man. <laughs> they fuck Instagram, fucking it up too. But how's that? They just making it harder. Well, they want that money, right? Yeah, exactly. They want you to pay them. It's so much harder now, but I don't know. I just kind of have like I just been lucky, really. Just have fans that really like will engage with you. Yeah. Like, and I always respond to like I always just show love because like if you support me like I used to be hated on so now that I get love I'm gonna show that love back yeah when, Regardless when, when were you getting hated on just growing up man uh-huh hell yeah um but it's crazy because now everybody would be on my fucking dick <laughs> it's sick man especially back home they don't show love until you Right. So you go out, you leave, you yeah. get love, and they see that. I'm yeah. like, oh, now I'm going to show love. But, yeah, I always show, you feel me? I go on live with, like, all my fans. Okay. Um, If you're a fan, like, I, like I'll like i be on live, and I request, and people will request, and I go live with everybody. And I respond as soon as they hit me up. I don't respond to everybody because it's a lot. But, sure. like, I respond to a lot of them. But you do it, you do it yourself? You don't have somebody else? Nah, I do it all myself. Yeah. I, I hate Instagram. If I once I'm to a point where I don't really have to do all that shit, I'm right? really off that shit. Hell yeah, it's stressful. Yeah. Why? Because it's like it's what you need, right? In this day and age, like you need that. Sure. You need either that or streams. Yeah. But it all it's all it all linked together. So. And are you messing with all the with TikTok, Triller, like yeah. all the new stuff? I was definitely rocking with Triller. I don't know how to use TikTok. Okay. But I'm, I'm gonna learn though. Yeah, Snapchat. Nah, Not Snapchat's really. for my personal life. Okay. I don't. Ha- I had nobody on Snapchat. Oh yeah. Yeah. So how do you decide? I mean, that that's like, uh, to me, that seems like one of the the hardest parts of being an artist today is like, there's so many channels. People want access to you. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you want to, you know, kind of have that access to them as well. Yeah. Um, but it's not easy, right? It's, it's yeah, it's not easy. You gotta really like figure out. Um, so do you sit and strategize with your team? I know we got your manager right here. Do you, mm-hmm. Like, do you guys strategize around that, or is it just a natural thing? You no, we talk flow? about it. Yeah. We talk about it. But at first, I was just you know figuring out what to do. Sure. And it kind of just came natural, like through Instagram. So, but now, now, now that it's like a business, like you really have to like think about it. Figure out when you're gonna drop it, what you're gonna drop, how many you're gonna drop, like right. how many posts a week and shit. Yeah, it's, it's like a f- job. Yeah. Let me ask you something, manager. Uh, we, because uh, I know you work with a lot of social influencers, and so is it? Can you teach people how to do that, or do you, do you just do people just have to know? 
Are you just looking for people that know how to do it? No, there's a formula yeah. to it. You know, we were talking when he wasn't like engaging as much. Uh -huh. He was saying that engagement was going down. And he's right, it is stressful because you do have to constantly be making content because yeah. when you go away, it stops you know, recommending your, your content to your fans. So, oh, yeah. you, know, you could have 25,000, 100,000, 5 million followers. If you're not posting regularly, you know, it's not like everybody sees your content. Like right. Maybe 10% of your audience will see it sure. inherently. If that, right? At, at most, right. Yeah. Like, that's inherent. So if you're posting, <coughs> posting regularly, then, like, you know, it's a higher percentage of, of that audience plus audience outside of your followers that are actually going to see it. And so so you that, have to prep for Is that the biggest thing is frequency? Frequency for, it depends on the platform. Okay. So for, like, Instagram frequency is very important, yeah. Yeah. YouTube's different. Now, we don't really do as much with YouTube right now because music is a little bit different than like YouTube, but like sure. you know, with YouTube, you can, you can hit trends. Right. So if you're a gamer, you, you can talk about a specific game right. and then you'll trigger the algorithm for the game. So you have like your audience uh -huh. plus like, hey, you're in this, this genre that people are interested in. Got it. So you have to be, it's crazy how analytical you have to be and actually strategize with like what you're, you know, with the picture. Yeah. See how many people see your picture. Sure. It's 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 actually crazy how much goes into it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, you know, it's definitely harder. You know, my friends who are who are uh, older older generations of artists, like they really struggle with it because they're just not used to it. A, you know, not everybody knows how to, but but just the thinking is so different, right? That you know, uh, you know, these people grew up like kind of hiding behind the scenes, go out on tour or whatever, you know, a, a photo shoot once a year was like there, or a video shoot, you know what I mean? But, um, but I think a lot of people struggle with that. I mean, you could really have a whole career though, but not even really engaging with Instagram, because I see like artists with like way less followers than me. Yeah. But their streams is like, they tour. Yeah. So it's like, what's, like, what's the problem? If you're making money off toys, you're making streams, you'll slowly grow. But, like, you don't really have to be, like, viral all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. Like, we've always had that. There's always been artists that, you know, were, were you know, their success was because their music got played on radio. And then you have some other yeah. artists that never got radio, yeah. but their tours would sell out, right? Oh, or, yeah. um, you know, I know, like, uh, you know, Lil Sky's huge on YouTube. I think he's bigger on YouTube than he is on Spotify, right. right? And you know, for whatever reason, like there's just so many different avenues, and I think a lot of times we think we have to do everything. Um, maybe talk us through that a little bit. Do you do you like? How much are you thinking about like if I do this one thing, like that's my main focus versus like making sure everything else is covered. I mean, that's how I used to think, but, like, you got to kind of focus on everything. Yeah. But I used to just be like, I'm going to just make music. Uh-huh. Like, it's more than that. You got to shoot videos. got to do press. Yeah. Got to um, blogs and shit like that. It's all important, for real. Yeah. Um, what's next for you? Just keep just more growth for real. But um wait, wait, what are you most excited about? Um definitely some more shows, uh -huh. more festivals, um, more videos, just more of everything. <laughs> more money, all of that. Of course. Yeah. But it's like I don't really like it's just like I know the year is gonna be better than the last. Uh -huh. so I don't even worry about it. Like it's just like, it's just yeah. I take it year by year. Yeah. It gets better every year so far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just excited for the new year. Just, you feel me? Nice. That's way better than being uh, afraid or yeah. you know dreading nah, it, right? Afraid, nah. um, what about you know you were talking about uh, the. The DMs you get, right? The people that that you're, you know, say that that you're helping them through the, through your music. Mm -hmm. um, is that? 
How much is that sort of part of, of what you're trying to do? What do you mean, like it, reaching people? Yeah, is it like a, is that a, um, I don't know, is there like an, a goal behind that or, or is it just kind of let it flow naturally? I let it flow naturally for real. Like, what do you mean goal? Like, I don't know. I think, uh, Well, it's like like you said, you, you didn't you didn't start out making music to have like a message behind it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. But you see it mm. resonating with people, right? Connecting with people. So is that changing your process at all? Yeah. Oh it definitely Yeah, it definitely did. But like I like I said, it just comes out I just write. I don't have to think about that because right. I just write what I feel at the moment and it just comes naturally. Because there's always gonna be people that's gonna relate to your specific situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I used to write, um, I used to write about like my father not being in my life because I knew, cause that's everybody I grew up with didn't have a father. So I wrote about that to relate sure. to more people. Yeah. But that's not the case. My father was always in my life. And it's also out other people who have their father in their life so I can reach them. You know what I mean? I can yeah. just be specific. Like, like I don't have to like, Panda to like a group of per group of right. people. I can just be myself, and there's always gonna be somebody out there that's gonna relate. So I don't have to like worry about that shit. Yeah. Um. You know what about you know you're talking about juice. You know when when you heard the news, like yeah. does that you know does that stuff affect like the the you know what you want to do how how you want to make music? Yeah, man. Like juice was like. I remember my second biggest song, a song called Lie to Me. And he, um, that came literally after listening to his Lucid Dreams. Like, yeah. he literally inspired a group of, like, it's like a genre of my music. Yeah. Like, piece of it. Because I do all types of shit. But, like, he was, like, that artist. I was fucking with him heavy. I should have said what's up to him. They didn't get to say what's up to him because I was at the ski, their show. They were touring together. Right. And I went to see him in D.C. I was like, I'll meet him another time. I go to the studio anytime, do a song. Like, it's going to happen. So I sure. wasn't worried about it. Showing up, this shit happened. I'm like, damn. Yeah. But that's just how life is, bro. Yeah. Yeah, we never know what's coming, right? Yeah. That shit's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. Lightning round. Uh, what's your favorite city to travel to? City? Yeah. Um, shit. Miami. Oh, yeah, I love Miami. I mean, uh, it's for different reasons, but, like, yeah, Miami. Yeah. What's the reason? It's the weather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired of you. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, uh, well, if we, so if we come to Baltimore, what, what should we see? What do you mean? Just like, what, give me some highlights in Baltimore. What's, uh, I haven't, I've been to D.C. a few times, but I've never been to Baltimore. D.C., there's a nice, so like, you can go to D.C. and really stay out of the mix and be fine. Baltimore is a small part that's safe. Uh-huh. <laughs> For real. Every, everything outside of the Inner Harbor. Yeah. It's crazy. Is that right? Yeah, man. Um, who's your favorite DJ? DJ? DJ, DJ Scheme, and uh, DJ Cinco. Cinco? Cinco from DC. He was the DJ on the tour. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I don't know how I don't know how much time you have to read. Is there? What's the last great book you read? Uh, last great book I read was The Four Agreements. Oh yeah, yeah. It's great. Love that. I've read it a few times. I always go back to it. Yeah, exactly. That type of shit. Um, what movie have you seen the most in your life? Uh, definitely. Let's see. It's a movie called Jumper. Jumper. Yeah. It's a trash movie, but <laughs> I fuck with that shit so hard. Oh, really? I don't know if I know it. That shit was hard. I don't but know it's funny. Everybody I ask, like, I would say half of them are trash movies. 
But yeah. we just, you know, we it fuck is. with them for yeah. whatever reason. I don't know what it is. That's funny. Um, is there a style that you had growing up that you're glad is not on social media? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Niggas used to rock colored skinny jeans <laughs> back in the jerking. Because I know it was big out here. Shit moved got all the way to the East Coast. Yeah. And middle school used to, used to dance and shit. <laughs> that that's was funny. Fun, I don't regret it, though. Just glad it's not. Yeah, that's there. right. You want to leave it in the past. Yes, sir. Um, so, uh, oh, if you could wake up tomorrow morning having gained one skill or ability, what would it be? Guitar. Nice. That's a good one. Um, if, if I worked for you or I was on your team, what's something I would hear you say over and over? Um, where the Henny at? <laughs> you guys need a, a Henny sponsorship. Yeah. Nice. I don't want to do that though. I just feel like it's too stereotypical. Right. But that's my father shit on me all the time about it. They yeah. do support a lot of, I mean, you know, they support a lot of hip hop though. Yeah. Um, they got to. They better. Fuck. Yeah. I, it, you know, that's, it's new though. Like they, you know, mm -hmm. I remember I was talking to somebody about that the other day. Like, uh, you know, one time somebody interviewed the CEO of Cristal. Oh, yeah. It was like, what do you think about these rappers? You know, I think it was something about Jay Z, and he was like, well, we can't stop people. But he was kind of saying, like, they didn't want to support. And then Jay Z and them launched their own yeah, champagne, yeah, yeah. right? And, I remember that. Um, there's been a lot of that. You know, it's, uh, it's only more recently that you see, you're right, they should. Because they support. got no choice. They have no choice. Like, we, we, the biggest consumers in America, like, black yeah. people, straight up. It wasn't for us. Niggas go out of business. <laughs> yeah, I think it's taken a long time. It's taken generations yeah. for for these companies to kind of wrap their heads around that. Yeah. And you know, obviously now you see it. Now you see LVMH working with Rihanna. Say Gucci. Yeah. Finally, fucking Gucci, with Gucci and Dapper Dan. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, so how's everybody find you? Oh, you follow me on Instagram at Real Tate Brown. That's real T A Y Y Brown. Tay with two everywhere. Y's. Tay with two Y's, yes, sir. Right on. And that's everywhere. You too, Tay Brown. Send the man a DM if he, uh, if he changed your life. <laughs> uh, Tay Brown, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. It was that. fun. Come back anytime you're in town. Yes, sir. That was Tay Brown on Rebel Radio. Make sure you check out Tay's music. And, um, Make sure you leave us a comment. Let us know how you felt about that one. Give us some feedback. Tell us, uh, give us some suggestions for who else we should have on the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Rebel Radio Net. Facebook, same thing. You can um, watch videos of a lot of our episodes showing up on our YouTube channel at Rebel Radio Net. And most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace.